0: This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible.
1: What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in raw. What's
2: up? It's your girl, Sasha Finkler, Chip and You are watching Going In Raw.
1: Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned into Going In Raw right now. How you doing, it. Hey, friendos, oh, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Also available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, it really helps the show out. Where else are we available, Larson? Uh, um, Patreon. That's right. We're also available at the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash. Steve and Larson, if you'll, you want to,
3: you'll see. Sorry, whoa, sorry. sorry. We're gonna revamp the Patreon. Yeah, man. Two days,
1: first. Two days, June first. June first, Thursday. There's a brand new two hundred thousand dollar Patreon tier. Find out what that's all about very soon. Yes. If you've been paying attention, you probably already know what it is. Yes. Um, we're, we also have. We're gonna be adding. We're gonna be adding some stuff. Yes. It's not like a huge overhaul. Like if you're already patronizing us. Uh, to, I don't know, that's probably not the right term. If you're already a patron of ours, um, your chances are you're going to get more stuff uh, or one fewer thing that you are not getting anyway. Yes, <laughs> but we should do that we one thing. We still need to last do that time one thing before we don't do it at anymore. At one time, that's right. Um, anyways, we do want to give a shout out to our patrons yes. who are financially supporting the show because we really appreciate that. So every week I like to read off the names. This week I think we had like 40, so that's good. It's not like 111 the week before. Yeah, that was a lot. We were doing like our, our pledge drive, basically. Here we go. The following are new patrons. Jeremy Near, Chris Intravaia, Robert the Bob Robinson, Eric Irazo, Moose Bolton, Jesse Starkweather, Nate Cutler, Chris, Richard Santos, Noah Rundle, Headless Chicken, Damian Clark, Cameron Dixon, David Fiandra. The X, of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Jay-Z Designs. Grace Seven OK Will. OK Fabe. <laughs> Steven Weber. Steve Avenari Steven Weber from Wings? From, <laughs> from TV's Wings. Uh, where is Pearly Dentata? Some of you might know the answer to that now. Lee Watton. Kevin Dominguez. Josh Karst AOT Champion. Chris Moon. Thomas Van Giesen. Brian J.S., Zachary Trapp, Sean Holver, Wayne Lynch, and Cactus Luke all put in money. So thank, you thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, everybody. We really appreciate it.
3: Yes, thank you very much.
1: We're also available on the Pro Wrestling Tees, yeah. Pro Wrestling Tees.com forward slash. Going in raw, we have 10 designs. I have
3: the 11th. I just need to do one last thing.
1: Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to
3: try to do that today. Ooh. I need your help, to. I'm going to perfect it.
1: Oh, I'll definitely help you. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the design guru needs some assistance. Well, for it's me.
3: not in the design department I need help.
1: Alpha guru.
3: I need a, I need. I just need you to take a couple pictures of my head.
1: Oh, okay. That's, that's all. it.
3: That's it. So I can incorporate them into the do design. Do a
1: selfie like this? No,
3: I want, I want quality pictures so they look best.
1: Oh oh, yeah, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you are going for best quality. Yes, best quality. Oh, my best bad. Quality. Come my on. My bad. Why me? do you think
3: we're revamping the Patreon to give our... Patron's best value.
1: Oh, but yeah, best value isn't necessarily best quality, but we want best across the board. Yes. That's what you're saying right now. Oh, by the way, shout out to the 64 people watching us right now in the live stream. That's one of the uh, tiers. You know, $5, you get one live stream, maybe more to come. A One weekly live stream. Anyways, um, let's talk about Raw last night. Raw! <laughs> Raw! <laughs>
3: Oh, okay, here's the thing though. You know if this wasn't a go home show for a pay-per-view, it wasn't actually that bad. It wasn't great though. As a go home show it was not good. If this if this show were to take place 2 weeks before pay-per-view, yeah, I'd say all right, mediocre episode. Yeah. But the fact that this is supposed to be the go home show for Extreme
1: Rules, you give this bad, not good. I am I am always so conflicted about Raw. This week, my my attitude, my general disposition while watching Raw was kind of neutral. I was kind of in a in a bad mood yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, we did a lot of yard work, and it was just sort of a pain in the butt, and I was just not in... I was just... I was like, uh... Probably tired. Yeah, I was just tired, so that's me in a bad mood. Yeah. We, like, when I'm tired and I can't sleep, that was a bad mood. Yeah. You know, because I wasn't allowed to sleep yesterday. Um... And so I actually came into Raw like an hour late, and then I watched the stuff that I missed earlier today. So I've got kind of a jumbled perception of Raw. Okay. But like when I'm looking at it, here here is my thing. There, there was only one thing on here that was maybe possibly the worst segment in the last five years of Raw. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of bad segments. Yes. This was bad. It was really bad. I'm sorry. This was a fireable offense. I was so anti the Alexa Bliss segment. It was a fireable offense. It was awful. To me. It was. I don't know. I don't know why they ever think that crap is going to work. Um, but let's kick it off at the beginning. We had a, a new uh, episode of Miz TV.
3: Yeah, I guess the, the the thing about this show is, for the most part, it didn't really advance any of the stories going into Extreme Rules.
1: Right. I feel like Miz proving to Dean that he can win via Dean getting DQ'd. Should have been the go-home yes. segment for that.
3: But that was last week.
1: That was last They did that last week. It was <laughs> yes. this week. Instead, um, he hyped up the IC title match, by the way. If you're a patron, you also get access. We post our notes. I'm going to try to do that like every single live stream we do. Um, I know I've been sort of off and on, but I try. Um, he brought on Cesaro and Sheamus as guests because they kind of have something in common According to Miz, he says they're all uh, they all get disrespected by the crowd, the WWE universe. Cesaro and Sheamus thing, of course, their whole motivation for turning heel in the first place was everybody appreciates the new thing or the nostalgic thing, but not the what's happening in the here and now. Yes. Um, So, anyways, uh, then uh, uh, Ambrose comes out. That led to Dean Ambrose coming out. He called everybody in the ring. Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus. I believe. Butthead. Yeah. Uh, then the Hardys came down, and then they got into a thing, and that led to a match. Of course it did. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny. Like, I, I'm not... I fight for the I'm not... Nothing, nothing on know. here. This that's, was a decent enough way to start this show. Yeah, but it
3: wasn't great, and it was uh, entirely predictable.
1: Yeah, I know. Can we figure out from these? Okay, so let me ask you something. Yes. The, the, gen, the general thesis is, whoever stands
3: tall to go home show loses the pay-per-view.
1: Are we to expect, does that include six-man tag matches?
3: I don't know, but the Hardys win everything.
1: Yeah, they really do. They, they, haven't they win everything. They haven't taken a pin since they've come back. I know. So what is to make us believe that they're going to they're gonna they're lose. Not. They're
3: not gonna lose at Extreme Rules? They're not. There's nothing to make us believe that.
1: They're not going to lose at Extreme Rules. They're not.
3: Um, I don't think they're gonna lose until Matt Hardy gets the uh, the rights to the broken
1: gimmick. Oh man! Then they'll lose. Who knows how long that's gonna be? Could uh, be years. Could be a very very long time. Ed Nordholm, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So this match was what it was. It was a, it was a fine affair. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Fun. It was whatever.
3: Dean Ambrose has been really working a. Uh, uh, even for him, a fast pace of late,
1: mm-hmm.
3: which benefits him greatly.
1: I wonder if he's like I wonder if he's like taking the whole like you're lazy thing to heart. Could be because it kind of it kind of feels like he's doing what he can. Yeah, I never even really felt that he wasn't doing what he can. I just felt like creative never had something for him to chew on.
3: Yeah, really, that was interesting.
1: That was interesting. I think I do feel like he tried to make Brock interesting, and Brock wouldn't, you know, like he said on the podcast. Yeah, Brock wouldn't do it.
3: So. uh... uh did you notice that the Miz was unsure, like, yeah, was exactly when did the Twist of Fate turn
1: into a swinging neck breaker? didn't. It's a cutter.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the whole step to it was a little clumsy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Miz
3: was w- waiting for the kick and yeah. reacted to it before it happened. Yeah. And then when he sold the Twist of Fate, he sold it like a neck breaker versus yeah. a cutter. Yeah. Um, but then Jeff Hardy hits a Swanton bomb mm-hmm. following the Twist of Fate.
1: Mm hmm. Um,
3: Hardee's and Dean Ambrose pick up the win.
1: Yeah, the Hardys are booked incredibly strong. Yes. Ridiculously strong. Well, I asked you this before, so no club this week?
3: No. Interesting.
1: Um, then we had, uh, this was great, because uh, so they cuts to the commentary desk, and they're talking, and Corey Graves pulls a Steve here and starts doing this. Yeah, he gets on his phone in the middle yeah, of working. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm sort of I'm, I'm known for that. It's my gimmick. <laughs> Anyways, he's still my gimmick of getting on his phone. Then he just bolts. At least I never do that. Really. Well, you haven't done it yet. Not yet. But now I feel like I have leeway to do that since the great Corey Graves did this. This is gonna be interesting. This is gonna, okay. So this is kind of a. This is kind of. I haven't made any notes yet. Kind of a high spot because ooh, ooh ooh intrigue. What's gonna happen here? Mystery intrigue. Oh, um. So we have so we
3: cut the commercial and we come back and and uh Kurt Angle
1: is We're looking at a phone office.
3: and we and the camera widens the shot and Corey Graves is standing next to him. So it's Corey's phone. Yeah. And so it seems like Corey Graves just got some message mm-hmm. that uh. I mean, the nature of what Kurt was reading was unclear, Yeah, but it made
1: it seem like it was not good for Kurt. We can break it down a little bit because Kurt said, if this is true, it could ruin me. So he said that. He said something along the lines of, it could besmirch his standing as an Olympic hero. Um, and yeah, if this is true, it could ruin me. Corey Graves cracks me up because then he was asking, Corey, where'd you get this from? And he says, I don't know, people would give me things. Yes. So there's all sorts of speculation. Well, then Corey Reddit. went to
3: him and said, hey, I, I, I'm on, I think he said, quote, I'm on your side Yeah. Here. yeah I want to come yeah. to you first with this.
1: So is Corey Graves going to be involved in an angle? It certainly seems that way. It really seems that way. Is Corey Graves going to be leaving commentary perhaps to become some sort of character? I hope not. Has he been cleared to wrestle Highly doubtful. Kurt Angle might be right. This might lead, to, I, I do actually think this is going to lead to Kurt Angle at SummerSlam. That seems obvious. Um, it would seem to be the case, yeah. I can see Corey Graves, man. Because here's here's my, my only my only reservation. Look, I love Corey commentary. You know that. But I love Corey Graves. Yes. And so if he were to step outside the box a little bit, I'd be okay with that just see where it would take us. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about him, though, this is the first time I think since that I can think of anyway, since his NXT days, that Corey has had to play a Corey character. Yes. You notice know that? Yes. When Corey's on commentary...
3: It seems very natural.
1: Even when he's selling fake wrestling... Yes. It's very natural. But then the backstage segment might <laughs> a lot more uh, of the promos he's doing in know. NXT. I know! Yeah. I know. There's a distinct line there. It's kind of like, like the Sasha thing. It was really obvious to, uh, with Sasha. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Um. But yeah, so you know, who knows is gonna lead to if this is gonna be like a Stephanie McMahon coming back thing, Triple H, Vince even, people might not be happy. How did uh, Vince is the one who hired Kurt Angle. Yes. Um so who so knows? You would if think
3: it'd be Steph
1: and or Steph,
3: Triple yeah. H. Right.
1: I could see Triple H being the first guy for Kurt at Summerslam. Mm-hmm. I could totally see mm-hmm. that. That would make sense. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense. Triple H can protect people. Um so that's really interesting. That's that was cool. It was different. It was weird. It got Twitter a buzz. It did. It was fine. Then and but the the bummer about that was that Corey was not at commentary in order to I know talk about the next segment. I wonder if that was if they planned that out because they don't want him running down the Drifter. I don't know, but I think it puts the Drifter over. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, for us, yeah. I don't know. Okay, why is this Drifter? greater than Ty.
3: we have a question in uh during the question segment okay that we can answer that
1: man drifter does somebody see something in the drifter that is just amazing or what he sits down and he sings a song number 1 completely telegraphing the end of the miz dean match oh yeah because drifter is he says something like repaying a favor to an a list star well that's obviously <laughs> He's good. Miz is probably going to go over on yeah. the Extreme Rules, and it's going to be thanks to the Drifter. Yeah. <laughs> he basically said that in his song. Um, um, uh, then he takes on this 12-year-old named Zach Evans.
3: Yeah, he, he wins handily.
1: Oh, my gosh. He dominated Zach Evans. It was great. This was fantastic. He was brutal. He was aggressive. This is the Drifter, man. This is yeah. great. Yeah. I loved good. it. This was perfect.
3: So he wins,
1: 100%. Drifter wins with a, his swinging neckbreaker. Not the twist of fate. No. This is his own swinging neckbreaker. Yes. Again, whoa. Oh, that's right. Man, I forgot. Drifter's even better now because he's got a swinging neckbreaker for a finish. I just realized. I think that was his finish. No, I think week. it was too, but I put two and two together because I've always wanted to see a swinging neckbreaker. And then remember, I, we found the, the rude awakening. Was it the rude awakening? Yes. Yeah. That's. I love the swinging neck breaker, just not when it's a twist of fate. Anyway, then uh, Corey Graves returned a commentary, Yes, and they said, Corey, WTF. And he said, private.
3: Yeah, private private concern, private matter. Something like that. Like that. He said, it's private.
1: Um, so then uh, we, we cut to Samoa Joe backstage. Watching the network. Yeah, he was watching WWE Network, so it's good that he pays his nine ninety five a month. Do you think the talent can get a, a free subscription? No. It might be in his contract. Could be. It might be in his contract. That might have been the make or break moment there.
3: It could be. So he's watching the Finn Balor. Uh, I honestly, special. I thought he was just watching his.
1: I did too. Finn's entrance. Until he mentioned
3: that he was watching the Finn special.
1: <laughs> I was like, really? I thought you were watching Finn's entrance. That's kind of weird. Like you'd think that it would show. Like it'd be more obvious that it was like you know hitman hospital or. I know, Finn, rather than you know, just his entrance. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so Charlie Caruso yeah. comes up and interrupts uh,
3: Joe's viewing session, which is rude. Yeah of the Finn 24, 24. special. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ask him a question, and, and Joe says, you know, hey, I know Finn Balor, mm-hmm. alluding to their history in NXT. Sure. And says something like, I know Finn's got a lo- lot of heart, but I've hurt him, and I plan on hurting him again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, during the middle of his interview. During the middle of a sentence. Of a sentence, yeah. Bray Wyatt cuts in with his <laughs> thing, and he's, like, chilling in the bowels of the arena again. And uh, he says, I'm the devil you don't know, man. Hey, Joe! He continues to insist that he is the
3: only one on Raw that can beat Brock Lesnar. Which we all know is not true. Oh, ass. I wrote it out here, but I can't say it on YouTube. Apparently, uh, Bray has not been following uh, Roman Reigns' current booking.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, apparently not. He's like, man, these books Maybe are he'll wrong. reevaluate his position after he watches the main event from last
1: night. Uh, assuming he's going to. I just think that Bray doesn't watch the, the programming. I think it could more, be. I think he's an impact guy. He's got one eye at impact. Really? Yeah, I think so. That's, that's breaking. That's, that, yeah, that's, uh, Steve's br- supposition. My exclusive report here, Bray headed to impact so that I can start reviewing impact. Um, I was listening to I was on a jug the other day, and I was listening to the Solo Monsters podcast, <laughs> He was running down Scott Steiner's appearance on him back. It was great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, man. Anyways. Um, After that, we had the uh, triple threat match.
1: Yeah, it was a good match.
3: Bray Wyatt versus Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor. It was good.
1: So Samoa Joe went over. Yeah. Stood tall.
3: But we didn't think he was going to win the Extreme Rules match anyways.
1: Um, no, I think there's a lot of math going on here, too, because... Didn't we do
3: power rankings last week? We have to reevaluate
1: those. Power rankings. Of the five uh, combatants. Yeah, for Extreme Rules. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so number one is Finn. We're doing power rankings in terms of like... Who all... is going to win the,
3: the, the, the Extreme Rules Okay, match. so yeah. here's
1: the thing. Samoa Joe stood tall. He's low on the list. Yeah. Joe is at four.
3: Yeah, that's good. Joe.
1: Um, Roman Reigns won the main event. This week and last week, I put him at number five. Yeah, probably Reigns, because there's no way in hell they're gonna do Reigns unless they did Reigns. Brock and Braun showed up and interrupted that
3: or or Reigns, but Reigns is not selling the injuries anymore. That that
1: oh yeah, no, that's the thing of the past. I know if they, that's a very long if time. If they ago.
3: continue that, then they could have had a match between them, uh, Brock and Reigns, and have Brock just destroy Reigns, and then he has to spend the next ten months, whatever.
1: Yeah, you know. Maybe Bray, Bray should be number five. Bray. Bray is, in, in, on any power rankings list, he's at the bottom. At any time. Even when he was world champ, he's at the bottom. Bray can't be number
3: number three. Yeah, Reigns at three. Reigns Seth at, three. at two and Finn at one. I really think Seth is the, is, is the guy who should win that match. It's not going to happen, though. No, it's I It's going to be Finn.
1: Because Finn, look at the math. Finn lost.
3: Well, so does Seth. Yeah. Actually, Seth is the one that got
1: pinned. Well, that's why. That's a good point. But Finn. And, but Finn also has from last week the Haman. I know. Rub. So that's gonna happen. That could just be foreshadowing for something in the future.
3: But it it'll could, probably be foreshadowing yeah, to yeah. to July.
1: It could be a swerve. But come on, Seth and Seth and Joe, they're still gonna do. Stuff. Oh, I know. Okay. So uh, yeah, this triple threat was was decent. It's pretty good. They carry out. Is there one in between? No, there's only Great Balls of Fire and then Summerslam. Is that right? Okay. Uh, let's see here. When is Samoa Joe and Seth gonna have their off? Probably in July. Yeah, probably. I would think so. And then they're gonna have a month to build the Summerslam. Well, six weeks to build the Summerslam. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see here. Bray Wyatt. Okay, so we had that. Yeah, Finn hit Bray with the coup de Groth, and then uh, Joe uh, throws Finn into the ring post. Pins Bray for the win. Yes. And the camera gets on close up on Samoa Joe. I love Samoa Joe. He's so great. Oh, he's he's awesome. His promos. Are fantastic. Are fantastic. Fantastic. I wrote this down. The ten dollars patron is going to get these notes. Uh, then we had a Seth Rollins interview where he said, "I own Roman Reigns. Be it in the past when we were with the Shield or fighting each other, we went to war with each other. But I own him. So factually incorrect because it's not legal to do that anymore. Incorrect. Can't own human beings." Sasha Banks and Rich Swan were backstage. This was awkward. Number one, when somebody dances and there's no music, no beat, no nothing, it's awkward. It's just kind of weird. Unless you're like a crazy person. Then it makes total sense. That's what Dean Ambrose should do more of. Um, here's my thing about Sasha. When she's natural, like, look, we were, we were lucky enough to get to interview her. Yes. She is charming as can be. Oh, yeah. But when there, there's no gray area when it comes to her promos. It's either she's natural or she's in promo mode. And she's not like that. She's not that naturalistic when she's reading dialogue. She's yeah. not. Yeah. She's not there yet. And I get the feeling that she doesn't even like Rich Swan. <laughs> I don't know what he did. Maybe he farts a lot. I don't know what the deal is. I get the feeling that she doesn't really like him. I get the feeling she doesn't want to be involved in any of this. I think that's the thing. <laughs> I, she does not
3: want to be here. Especially if she read the uh, the advanced script of the uh, the Alexa Bliss Bailey segment. And oh, my like, gosh, oh my
1: gosh, I know. Like, what are they doing? Why yeah. can't I be involved in this and I'll not be so crap? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. The great thing is when, okay, so do they do something after the match? on air because maybe i just saw this on youtube
3: oh yeah well rich swan won with the phoenix Splash, right in a decent match actually let i felt like noam dar wrestle more his style yeah more like manipulating limbs and, and doing that
1: kind of stuff yeah more was so good. than usual yeah it was good
3: and then after uh rich swan won um sasha got in the uh, got in the ring and they danced
1: okay i'm not talking about that that's fine see they were dancing because rich swan's music was playing it's very yes. catchy thing yes. you can dance that that's fine that was very charming um, no, on on their on the raw Fallout YouTube thing that they do the yeah. videos, um, she announced that she was going to be on 205 Live.
3: Yeah. Well, they announced that during the show.
1: Okay, okay. Well, it's the, they were backstage also. there's did a thing where it was news to Rich Swan. Um, he, I, I don't know if this is a shoot or not, but he went really because they didn't crack the top twenty uh, like last week on the on this. So I'm thinking he's like, oh man, we might hit number fifteen. Yeah. With Sasha there. Yeah. <laughs> he looked legitimately surprised and happy. Oh man, great! People might actually pay attention now. <laughs> God, what a shit show that is! All right, uh, uh, it's a bummer because it's such a good show. No, I love the show. It's a great show. But literally, I saw that I saw the tweet that uh, Tony Nice uh, showed, and there was like a, 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 a still shot of uh, Akira Tazawa midair about to crash on oh, yeah, the table, and yeah, yeah. some jackoff is sitting here on his phone doing this, like front row. Dude, he was front row. He was right. He was literally the closest person to the spot. He's doing this. My goodness gracious. Bummer. Yeah, big bummer.
3: So, good match between Noam Darvich, Swan. Swan won with a Phoenix Splash. Um, after that, we got a, re- a revival interview. Top guys.
1: Okay, let me ask you something, man. This has to be... I love Scott Dawson. Oh, he's great. Called Enzo the... The
3: tilapia. Tilapia. To be... Call him a bottom feeder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And says he doesn't waste his time. They don't waste their time
1: beating up Okay, I'll be honest with you. Bottom feeders. Because of this week. You think it's the cast guy who did it? You think it's cast? It's totally cast. It's this, come on. They're not I mean I know they are that obvious, but they can't be that obvious. You'd like to hope not. I I will almost guarantee you it's not it's not top guys. It's Cass. I'm just happy that Top Guys are back on TV. Oh, me too. I'm I a think huge Top Guys fan. Look, we love Top Guys. We do love Top Guys. They're fantastic. Whenever they come on TV, I say yeah. Cass is, yeah. Cass is overcompensating. That. A lot.
3: <laughs> just like Corey Graves uh, mentioned something, yeah. just like in passing, yeah, and the next segment, uh,
1: Cass is out to confront him. Yeah, man. So Cass is trying to obstruct the investigation by attacking people who are pointing at him.
3: Well, he only, I mean, if it is Cass, and he's only attacked Enzo. It's
1: a very popular thing to do these days. They did confront Corey. Yeah, he, yeah. So, I, I think it was Cass. What do you think? I
3: mean, last week I said the
1: revival. Yeah, but it, it made sense last week. Yeah, it seems a little too on the nose. Too much. They're doing too much.
3: If this is WWE man, they haven't dumb everything down. I know. So and usually they go with the most obvious course.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean maybe they're gonna do a maybe they're gonna do a double swerve where they're gonna make us think that it could be cast by being too obvious with the revival. We'll find out if it's actually the revival. We'll
3: find out if, if what about this? Say it is cast and next mm. week not only does Enzo get beat up, so does cast.
1: Mmm. Yeah, but wouldn't that just be cast? Like, fight clubbing himself? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, that's
3: what, but that way he can, you know, uh, make it seem like it's... Well, Plausible not. deniability. It's not Cass that's attacking Enzo because Cass got beat up too. Cass has
1: got beat up, but Cass isn't beating up Cass. Um, I was going to add one more point to this and I forgot what it was. Um, I don't know. But, man, that'd be great if, if it was Cass. Oh, yeah, what's up with their concussion protocols? Again, um, Enzo laid out for probably minutes.
3: It was unclear, though, if he was actually knocked out. Though.
1: Oh, right. Because
3: when we saw him, he had already come to.
1: Yeah, but he had come to. It looked like he was coming to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Then we had, uh, oh, this was maybe segment of the night. The entire thing with Callisto versus Titus O'Neil. Um, Titus first delivered a promo. He ended up getting the win. Uh, with the roll-up, with the he grabbed on the tights, of tights, yeah, and Apollo kind of called him out on it. Oh yeah, saying you know Apollo was celebrating or uh, Titus celebrating his win. Apollo said, well, you got your tights in." Apollo seems like he's legitimately having fun here. He looks yeah, like he does. He's very tickled. There was an awesome post-Raw press conference or post-match press conference. Yeah. It was like three and a half minutes on their YouTube channel, and it was great. It was they go and they do a press conference, and again, the only guy there is Mike Rome. And he's great, and uh, and so he asks about you know he says Titus would you think would you say that your methods of winning were questionable? And Titus think question what question? What, you want to ask me a question? What size my feet are? I'll tell you. <laughs> and then the great thing about it though is by the end, uh, so they do that where Mike Rome kind of questions him on on rolling against the tights, but then he starts talking about um uh, he hears that Titus brand is going to be debuting a new very expensive shoe. And so Titus starts talking about Lonzo Ball and his dad. Was it LeVar Ball? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they start talking about that. And Apollo starts getting in on the action. He starts saying, how, how much is their shoe? 500 Ours is 650 <laughs> And then he's like, yeah, we also have, we also have flip-flops. Yeah, those, how much is theirs? 200 Ours is 375 And Titus says, 300 for the kids. And he says, oh, that's right, for the small size. So it was good. Like they're he's getting on board with it. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. That's awesome. So it's good stuff. Uh, next up. Your
3: fire. Oh, this, this was
1: this was terrible. This was not good. Why why would they ever think that this is gonna work? Why would they ever think that this right here is gonna work? Because it, it will never work. The crowd is sitting there wanting to wanting to be entertained. And I am I am legitimately impressed like it wasn't a great crowd in the first place, but I am legitimately impressed that crowd did not say, um, didn't start chanting. This is boring. I would have, I would have started laying in immediately. Like yeah. at that point, I paid it, I paid money for a ticket. And this is crap you're giving me. Yeah, this was terrible. It was. This is your life with Bailey. Uh, she had, like, a table out with a bunch of Bailey's, like, childhood memorabilia stuff. Yeah,
3: there was some trophies and some dolls and a yearbook and a bunch of pictures.
1: Fourth grade teacher named Mrs. Flapper, childhood best friend, and then her ex-boyfriend, and so she interviewed each one. And something about, like, her dad. Her was dad was, around. With,
3: like, would come to class with her in fourth in grade. fourth grade. And then would come on dates. Yeah, with her ex-boyfriend.
1: He was would book her at one point. Looks like he broke character. so this is hard to watch, and I agreed with that. Brian Zane actually had a really decent tweet about this. He said the only way this could have been salvaged is if Bailey gave a belly to belly to each one of these people. That I actually would have marked out for. Him. Yes. See that old lady fourth grade teacher <laughs> take a belly to belly to belly. That that had actually been good. So I appreciate that.
3: They're doing a really horrible job of booking Bailey. This is awful. This is awful.
1: This is legitimately like the same notes every time with Bailey. Is oh she's like. She's immature, or she's too. Yeah, she's too I, naive, or whatever.
3: I mean, it's one th- like in NXT, they made her very relatable. Uh-huh. And as you just put it, and I think on Maine they're trying to do that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But
1: they're doing a really bad job of it's it. It's a terrible job. That's it's absolutely awful. It's so bad. This was like literally it was this, and then some people are bringing up, well, was this worse than the old day segment? I think it was at least up there. At least with the old day, it was kind of like. I mean, like, it was bad. It was awful. But with the old day, at least it was like, wait, what are they doing? Oh, that's bad. This was just like sitting here. It was as if nothing was happening in the ring. It was so boring. I know. It was like just 10 minutes of boring. Oh, it was so bad. So
3: Bailey comes down to the ring. Um, her and Alexa Bliss fight a little bit. Yeah. Bailey uh, climbs up the turnbuckles, tries to get the, the
1: kendo stick to The house. kendo stick was there. Not, not, a, coal. Coal miner's, not a coal miner's no. glove.
3: Um uh, Bliss knocks her off, goes under the table, yeah, where she put a kendo stick. You're right. And then hit Bailey with it. Yeah. So is Bailey going over at extreme rules.
1: Um Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, you think she's gonna win that title? Yeah. Bailey wins. How do you spell Bailey? Bailey wins. Question mark. I don't know, I gotta think about that one. Wait, who's left standing tall? Alexa? Yeah. Alexa was. Bailey goes over? Yeah. Yeah, probably. That'd be odd though. Yeah, I feel like they might want to they might want to put that belt back on Bailey. Alexa's good. I mean, this crap isn't going to help her. No. This kind of crap that that's one of those things where somebody gets punished for. If that's true and I got to think about it. If that's true, Number one, I think this might be the kind of thing where Vince is going to make up his mind a couple different times. I think the betting odds are going to change a couple times. we let me ask you this.
3: Of of the six matches announced so far for Extreme Rules, how many uh, finishes have they decided on? You know they haven't decided who's winning the main event yet. You don't think they've they've decided on that?
1: Really? No.
3: Wow. Interesting. I think it's down between two, maybe three people. Who? Finn, Seth, and... Maybe Bray. Yeah. Maybe Bray. yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right about that.
1: I think they've So I think it and
3: I I've read this too that at some point between well, now and
1: the Rumble all five of those wrestlers are going to face Brock. I think they've decided, but I don't think they're against changing that. Nothing is ever solid. Yeah. Nothing is solid until But do you really think that the they, show ends pretty Do much. you really think that they're still that they're still at, I'll say it this way, actively tentative. They're still like well, we're, we're, we're still going to figure this That's out. That's why I think, I think they penciled in someone to win. Yeah, okay. But, you know, pencil can be easily erased. Yeah, pen can be, can be scratched out. Yeah. But so pen, pen is, hey, we're going forward with this. But then everybody realizes, well, we can always scratch that out because yeah. of Vince. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Vince has a plan. And then it's like, okay, no, for we For the have to day. For the day, yeah, exactly. All right. So
3: we mentioned uh, Enzo got attacked again. Right. Um, for the second week in a row. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Austin Aries and Jack Gallagher against uh, TJP and Neville. I felt like we've seen this match at least three times.
1: Okay, number one, we've seen this match at least three times. Number two, how long did TJP have, was it Gallagher, I think, in a headlock on the ground? It felt like forever. Yeah. I, been, I could be right. It felt like a long time. It wasn't
3: the best match these four wrestlers have ever put on.
1: No, it wasn't. Man. And it
3: did nothing to advance the story except, I guess, showing that Austin Aries can make Neville tap out with the last chancery.
1: I don't think they're going to give Austin Aries that belt, man. You don't think so? No. I think they love, 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 love Neville because he is doing so good right now. Maybe, maybe they'll give Aries the belt simply to prevent maybe like some perceived momentum from being halted. But man But who's
3: p- next in line then if, if Aries Ares isn't gonna get the belt? Yeah, I don't know. Galera.
1: Who won't get the belt either? Man, nobody's made a good case. Nobody's I mean, made a good case. if Aries not get
3: it, then yeah, nobody's made a good case. Nobody's made a good case. Alright. Unless Tizala is gonna get pushed to that the Oh god. The main great. event scene of two oh five
1: live, that'd be fantastic. That'd be amazing. That'd be fantastic. Talk about deserving that. Could you imagine Neville versus Tezawa? Great program with those guys. Boy, that'd be something else. Uh, let's see here. Can Austin Aries and, and Brian Kendrick really switch up? Yeah, maybe. And then TJP can figure something out. I don't know. Uh, next up, we well, have here.
3: Hold on. Let me interrupt your thought. I guess that's one reason that Neville could hold on to the belt
1: mm-hmm.
3: is because TJP is kind of staying tight with Neville primarily because he thinks there's a title shot right. in it for him somewhere down the line. Right. So I guess that's one reason to keep the belt on Neville if they like how that story's progressing. It's
1: such an odd dynamic though is because like you'd need TJP to sort of turn face, I guess. Yeah. He's gonna face Neville. And he was just faced like three weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I mean, I like the fact that I don't know though. It's some good. It's some good intrigue. There's a lot of moving pieces here that I like. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, this match was crap. Uh, Rain, Roman Reigns gave an interview. I don't remember anything about this. He, uh, you know,
3: um, still my yard, pretty much. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh,
1: Neville. Oh, man, I missed a Neville interview? No, you really? did. Uh,
3: Charlie came up to him and asked him about the match, and he just stormed
1: off. Oh, perfect. So there
3: really was an interview.
1: Good job, Steve. Efficiency in my time. Uh, Goldust gave one of his Goldust, you know, vintage Goldust promos where he started talking about, uh, you know, he would quote movies. I think he quoted a uh, psycho. Psych- was it Psycho this yeah, week? At the very beginning, was it Psycho? Yeah. Yeah, that was something else. That was a different. Uh, okay. Um, Pretty sure it was Psycho. That was another Hitchcock movie. It wasn't The Birds? No. What's your favorite Hitchcock movie? <sighs> Either Rear Window or Vertigo. I'm not like really well versed in my Hitchcock. Not as well as I should be. You should watch Vertigo. I think I have. Which one was that? It's, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Uh,
3: uh, Kim Novak. What was it about? Uh, he becomes obsessed with uh, a woman, and then that woman dies, yeah. and then he thinks he sees her elsewhere. And Man, you know, comes I back.
1: used to have it on videotape like, oh, really? 20 years ago. So I know I've seen it. I just don't remember a dick about it. Uh, anyways, Gold yeah, Dust. Psycho. Okay, Gold Dust promo was cut off by Our truths promo, where he starts talking about, um black exploitation movies and pulp fiction the the movies that he grew up on that he viewed as an escape from reality but he said Goldust, dust you're not going to get any such escape cuz i'm going to you're going to get gut which i believe means i'm going to beat you up mm-hmm. um i don't know when this is going to happen i might right now it would not surprise me if this is their go home segment for extreme rules pre show
3: i would like to see some more build to their match
1: yeah me too but I don't. What else are they gonna do? I don't know. Maybe they not be, not show up at Extreme Rules, and then just continue this next week on Raw. They could do that. Yeah. But I don't know. I tend to think that something's gonna happen. Uh, then we had our main event. Roman Reigns with Seth Rollins. Decent enough match. Reigns went over clean with a spear. Yeah, that was kind Is, of surprising. Are they ever gonna let Seth Rollins hit that finish? I feel like I don't know. When's the last, Did he did he get one off last week? What did they do? No, last I think week? the, the only time match.
3: he's hit it is uh, at on Joe at uh at payback.
1: Is it in like in a, Is it like a dangerous move to try to pull off? It doesn't seem like it. Also, I don't think he's won a match since then. <laughs> like, is this like the new Styles Clash? Are they only gonna like have him use? Like, is it that dangerous? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so either. Yeah, he, he wears like pillows on his knees. Yeah, he does. I would think it'd be like, you know, oh, that's lovely. it be like a pillow fight. Could be. I don't know. I don't know either. What do you think about Reigns winning clean? It was surprising. Really? That was a brave beat Finn Balor's clean. Oh, I know. This was not surprising me at all. I, I, I knew this was going to happen. I kind of
3: expected Joe to get involved, but I guess at the same time not.
1: No, man. Joe proved his plan earlier on. I know. I knew Reigns was going to win cleaner, man. I would have won predictions on that one because he's just winning clean left and right now. So That's I guess thing.
3: What they're going to do rather than this uh, new gimmick,
1: a guy who wins clean. How is it different from his old gimmick? Um,
3: it's not. It's not. It's not. That's just Roman Reigns' character. So I guess what they're doing is having Reigns win pretty much every match going into main next year. Having Brock win every match going to main next year, and it's just two guys that. Aren't booked to lose facing each other. Yeah, so one of them has to lose. Somebody's got to lose. You'd think. I Maybe mean, that could be the uh, the the the, the, the tagline for that match. Somebody's got. Somebody's got
1: to lose. You'd
3: figure somebody will lose. <laughs> and ended a double pin. Yeah, I don't know, man. Both champion.
1: Double pin. And both. then
3: all the time they got to play tug or the belt. <laughs> so stupid. All right, we're gonna open it up to questions. Yes, yeah, so let's answer some questions. We have questions. That's not questions. This
1: isn't questions.
3: Um, King of Hostile Joshua the Dynamic Knight Martinez. Hey, friendos. You guys think there's any chance with Corey Graves getting more involved in the show, um, we could see him take on a role as manager or even general manager? You brought this up earlier. I hope not.
1: Um, At least
3: not exclusively. I'm open he's, to the He's idea. so good on commentary that I, I, I want him to continue doing that.
1: Yeah, it would be it would be temporary. He'd go back to the commentary table. Yes, my my answer is yeah cuz it's something different, something new. I'm not saying he can't do both. Yeah. Oh no. I see. Okay, that's my thing, dude. You don't want two One much. or the other. I do not want another Michael Cole situation. Do not want. Do not want. Well, do not want. I would consider it because I think bring Nigel McGuinness over to Raw there you go.
3: But I think Corey Graves could have could, him call Rob I think Corey I think again. Corey Graves could handle the that role, being involved in a storyline as well as doing commentary. Because the thing with Cole was like it wasn't that it, 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 his storyline as heel Michael Cole, it wasn't just he was a heel announcer and was kind of involved in storylines, he was invo- he had a match. <laughs> and that isn't like And the to guy answer. he was
1: fighting was next to him on commentary. Yeah. So it but, was no, that, that was terrible. I don't think it'd be as bad as that. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't want to see it. I have
3: enough faith in Corey as a performer
1: that I think he can make it work. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, let's see here. Heel TGX. So, seeing as the WWE shamelessly rehashing ideas from the past with This Is Your Life, what are some other past ideas they used that should make a comeback? What are some old ideas that never should be rehashed? Something that should never be rehashed. There are way too many contract signings. <laughs> That's a good point. That was a good point. I'm trying to think of one that like was used in the past that I would like to see come back. Spin the wheel, make the. Deal. Spin the wheel. Lethal the deal? lottery. War games, yeah. Just go to. I want to see early nineties, WCW. there any number of things that they could <laughs> go with. Absolutely, bring back King of the Ring. Yeah, that's something they should definitely bring Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Uh,
3: JT, uh, oh, he's the one that brings up that well, the Drifter is getting a better yeah. push than Ty. So oh, his yeah. question is, where do you see the drift? Where do you? S- what do you see? Is the Drifter stealing? Because WWE seems to really be behind him.
1: Well, here's the thing. I think now I, the question has to be, is Ty's ceiling, possibly the Drifter. <laughs> you know what? I think <laughs> the Drifter if, now. I, I
3: think if Ty were on Raw and the Drifter were on SmackDown, they would be in each other's shoes. I don't know, man. Or, or the Drifter would still be walking around backstage, um, you know, walking that, through interviews. That's, and stuff. that's
1: a pretty big hypothetical because
3: I think I think it's primarily there's just not enough the the depth of talent on SmackDown right now is so
1: large, yeah. there's just not enough time for everybody. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. New
3: Day made their debut on SmackDown last week on Talking Smack because there's just not enough time on the main show.
1: That should be uh, Ty's New Giving. Make some time. Time. <laughs> Make some time for me. There you go. That's good. I'm out of time. There's just not enough. They need,
3: like I, At this point, I want a third hour because I want to see more of SmackDown yeah, of dude, talent. But at the same time, after having to watch Raw every week and, and being bored by
1: at least a third of it, Yeah,
3: it's hard to justify that.
1: Yeah, but man, you know, somebody likes a drifter.
3: Oh, I know, yeah. Somebody
1: really likes a drifter. No, somebody does like the
3: drifter. Which is great. I love that. But I think a lot of it it is is the drifter is getting an opportunity because there's that extra hour on Raw. Uh,
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. Someone's behind him. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that, but he's going to be getting involved with Dean Ambrose soon. I know. And I don't see Ty... I don't know. It's, that's too big of a hypothetical. We don't see Ty doing be. a whole
3: lot of anything because there's, there, the show is stacked week no in and week out. And once the new day are on
1: SmackDown can regularly, there's gonna be even less time. I know. Uh, Mohit Bali, Mohit Bali asks, uh, he's first time question asker. Uh, my question is, how would you feel about the Drifter forming a tag team with lingering Luke Harper? Um, well, okay, here's the thing. Whenever you think of, you know, like a bunch of stoners hanging out together, which is my idea for Dude Harper, there's always somebody with a guitar. <laughs> there's, oh, right? There's always somebody with a guitar. So, yes, I like it. But yes, it, a it's, not, it's not part of lingering because people like, you know, usually when you've got like a stoner situation too, from what I've seen in movies, um, which is like my only, you know, relatable thing. Uh, you know, the people dri- tend to drift in and out. Yeah. Actually, well, I'm not going to go there. I was going to talk about a neighbor of mine. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. From back in the day, not where I live now. Uh,
3: Tommy T. Um, hey, friendos, my question is, with most of us being part of the IWC or SMARC community, what are a few things that the SMARCs are wrong about or things we want that are just not realistic? He brings up two examples. Um, uh, the, the thought of WB just, Completely halting Roman Reigns' push or the WWE building a brand around Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: That's not unrealistic. No. What are you no. Talking about? That I mean, they brought realistic. him over
3: to SmackDown to kind of more or less be the John Cena
1: of the show. But they are doing that right yeah. now, currently. So, yes. congratulations. Um, well, okay, so uh, what are some unrealistic things? It's unrealistic to ever think that Raw is going to move back to two hours. Yes, Cause
3: well, the only way it would happen is if it would benefit WWE and USA financially,
1: which I don't yeah. see how that's which I don't be see the, how the
3: case that can even be the case.
1: Um, so that's kind of unrealistic. Um, was there another question, or was there another part to that question, Tommy T? Uh, things that Smarts are wrong about, or thing. I mean, to, to say, to ask what things Smarts are wrong about, it's like, well, it's, it's all opinion based. So yeah. You know, you're not really wrong about anything. You like what you like. If they say WWE should do this, and it's a, like we mentioned with the TV thing, it's like, well, they should go down to two hours. Well, th- is that realistic? Creatively speaking, that's probably correct because you can see literally on SmackDown. Um, but is it realistic from a business standpoint? No, absolutely not. No. Um, and that's
3: be their motivation to do anything.
1: Yeah. Uh, duh, 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 duh.
3: Empire Filth Ambassador Jason the Cabby. Why exactly does WWE feel the need to have every heel uh, woman Bailey is involved with treat Bailey like a, like a child?
1: It's a good question. I mean, we sort of brought that up during that particular segment. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. You know, it's like, find a new angle. Find something different. I know. Like, this Mean Girls crap is just going nowhere.
3: I know. And it does it does no favors to Bailey either.
1: It's the same ground. I mean, it's kind of akin, to be honest with you, it's kind of akin on a, on a smaller level to what they kind of do with Cena these days. I mean, I know they did something different with The Miz because they were bringing up the marriage thing or the, the Nikki Bella thing. But, you know, when somebody comes out and attacks Cena for being – a part-timer. Oh, yeah, 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 Not yeah. being around anymore, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, let's dig into something else. Yeah. You know, find, find a new angle for that. Yes. Uh,
3: let's see here. Hamza Halal. You can tell Alexa Bliss tried her hardest with that segment, even though it was complete...
1: S. It. Yeah.
3: Which wrestler do you think tried Day their... one th- is H. <laughs> Which wrestler do you think tried their hardest with every bad gimmick segment they were given... Um, Hamza says, Paul Heyman.
1: Which wrestler tried their best?
3: I feel like Sami Zayn gives it his all.
1: I think he does. Yeah, when they do that Larry David crap with him every once in a while, I feel like he gives it his all. Um, I feel like Ryback tried really hard. I feel like Ryback did what he could with the Ryback thing. Jesus, he was, what was he talking? He was saying indie wrestling is killing the product? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see here.
3: Uh, Chalupa Batman. Hey, friend am I the only one who thinks that the Intercontinental Title should be put on someone like Samoa Joe or Finn? Dean hasn't done much for the belt with his recent run. Putting it on someone like Finn or Joe could help to elevate the title.
1: I said, here's my early prediction: Samoa Joe versus Dean at Summerslam.
3: I least said earlier that Miz was going to win at Extreme Rules.
1: Yeah, I know weird, right? <laughs> ah, this is the road. Look, at it, look, they can have the Miz can take it for like a little bit, and then I'll, Dean will get it back. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Who do you think? Who do you think? I, see, I, I, I kind of agree with this because I would like to see Raw's, those guys the, in the Fatal Five way. I want to see them all fighting for the IC title. Yeah. Because it makes sense. And then get like a Jinder Mahal-esque guy to fight Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. Like the drifter. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Because what it is, is what I need. It's what I am. Uh, let's see here. Oh, you skipped. Go ahead. Let's see here. Oh, here we go. Um, Finske Balamura asks, uh, Do you find yourselves ignoring the match and instead watching the referee? No. Not necessarily. I don't think I do. He says it's amusing. Sometimes I'll pay attention to the referee, oh yeah, yeah, a
3: good ref can really enhance a match
1: well no, I'm not t- no that he's saying are you when if you get so bored no, I understand the question, yeah, so sometimes you you start going to the ref for your entertainment value that's what the question is. Do you um, ever get I so might, bored by the competitors I, might, to go to the I ref. might
3: notice what the ref is doing more if the match isn't engrossing
1: yeah i could I can maybe see that, but generally i'll just turn away i'll just stop watching and deal with that stuff. Uh, let's see here. Jake Weinrib. I uh, was surprised at the lack of boos I heard when Roman's entrance dropped, and even more surprised by the audible cheer instead of groans he got when he picked up the win. It, were they? They were dicking with the audio, weren't they? Oh, maybe. The crowd when the crowd was starting to do their chanting, like Roman sucks. I swear it was like Let's go Rollins. Roman sucks, which is one of those funny ones. Yeah. I don't think it was that. It was probably Let's go Roman. Um, no,
3: I think it was Let's go Rollins.
1: And then Roman sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it sounded like they like once it started, like they pfft, hit a switch of some sort. Hmm. Like maybe I don't know. Maybe it was just I, me. I was
3: watching it with the volume pretty low, so I I, I can't judge that accurately.
1: Yeah, uh, Nemo, the Universal Kidney Punching Champion says, uh, "I don't like Callisto's uh, panty tassels. Is there ever any ring gear you just cannot stand? Not counting Roman's vest." I don't like when somebody's um, ring gear starts to look like they need a, a to upgrade it. Like if, if they wear it too much yeah. and it gets faded. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like Samoa Samoa Joe's yellows and greens in his shorts are getting too faded. Mm-hmm. Like the blacks are getting too faded too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he needs to like get new ones. I can see that. That's kind of a pet peeve of mine. Yes. Look crisp. Yes. I want you to look fresh and crisp. You know who always looks amazingly crisp? Akira Tozawa. Yes. His gear always looks so crisp. It looks like plastic shelling.
3: So does uh, uh, Austin Aries.
1: Yeah, his looks crisp. Yeah. Yeah, I like when... I think Jericho let his fade on purpose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. starts to sag and get (laughs) old-looking. I think he does that for comedic effect. Or maybe he just doesn't care.
3: Mr. Miller, uh, a long-time YouTube fan, first-time subscriber. Max
1: Miller from Cordova.
3: Mr. Miller. Uh, I want to start by thanking Steve here and Larson for getting me back into wrestling and really bringing all of us great content. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so he asked, Bret Hart never wanted to lie to his fans, so he wouldn't say he was going to win if he wasn't. Could the strategy work for Bray, have him be either quieter or more mysterious unless
1: he knew he was going to win? Thanks, friend. That's like the most Bret Hart thing ever. You should always say you're going to win. Right? Right? You should always say you're going to win. Or at least say that you feel like you're going to win. Right. Say that you're going to do your damnedest I to kinda, win. I
3: kind of feel like it's going to telegraph the finish of the match where at no point does he seem confident in his ability to win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, anyways, what's the I mean, the you question? can
3: phrase it so it's not, a, it's not a prediction. It's confidence.
1: He said he asked, could this strategy work for Bray? No, because no. he would never say he would win. He was going to win because he never wins. Have him either be quieter or more mysterious, unless he knew he was going to. Well, like
3: right now, he's th- he's saying he's the only guy that could beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's confidence.
1: No, I like that. that. That's not
3: a prediction. That's confidence on Bray's he part.
1: He makes a good case for himself.
3: Well, verbally, if you look at his, if you look yeah, at yeah, win loss. No, I'm, I'm saying
1: completely verbally. Yeah, if you, if, yeah, I, Kurt Angle should say, geez, man, Bray, your win loss record." not that great. I know. So he shouldn't be in the real pipeline. <laughs> oh, man, I got some incriminating evidence on you there, Kurt Angle, man. Um, sweet Shin Music. Doom, 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 doom,
3: doom, doom. Hey, Stephen Larson. I've been a patron for a few months, but this will be my first question. Nice. So with Roman beating Finn and Seth um, each over the last few weeks, do you think that the WWE has just embraced that Roman will be hated by the Smarks and diehard fans or do you think that they are still just shoving him so deep down her throats? Can he, do we even want him to be saved at this point? Thanks a bunch, of guys. Do you think um, during his promo, especially during the match, Roman was acting just a tad bit more heelish? Yeah, I got A couple moments that, yeah. where he
1: like, shoved Seth in his face. Yeah, he was all talking to him. Yeah, so, yeah I kind of got that, too. Just a little bit. And more. then I got sidetracked by him doing the clothesline to the head. Uh, when Seth was up against the ring yeah, post yeah. and it's ugly. It's so ugly. Yeah, but before that he showed them in the face. Yeah, no, I saw that. That was good. I don't know, man.
3: I don't think they know what
1: No, I think it's the same thing. I think it's what I've been saying for ages now. There's they a, just
3: want Roman to be over, but they don't know how to do it.
1: They don't they don't have a solid direction for him at all. No. Um i I'll, I'll I tend to to think that the so Dave Meltzer tweeted out something along the lines of, as long as the business remains the same, they find the, amu- the, the, yeah, the reaction yeah, yeah, yeah. gets to be amusing. amusing. Yeah. Um, I, that wouldn't surprise me if that were the case. Yeah. Um, keeps on winning, winning clean. Maybe they think we're going to get numb to it. I have no idea. I don't know.
3: Well, I guess if if their attitude is... You know the people who the fans who boo him now are going to get numb to it all. Mm-hmm. Then you risk no reaction.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I have no idea. I mean, I would think that we've said this before. I would think that they would base this stuff largely on metrics, on sales figures, draw, which seems
3: to be the case. If they drawing think power, selling tons of merch and drawing his shows. Then yeah, they, I mean, I it, guess it makes it makes sense why they continue to push him.
1: Might be a good problem to have a guy who gets such a a heated, passionate reaction regardless of where you stand on them. Mm-hmm. We see lots of people wearing Roman merch yeah. at the shows, and yeah. I've always asked, like, why? Who are these people? What What is the appeal there? I don't understand the appeal. A lot of you know, people tell us that they like them, though. Yeah. Um, Thomas Jacob Van Giesen. Great name.
3: Hey, friendos, new patrons, first time asker, and a fan since the early days of 10 for the win. Thank you very much. Nice. With your recent reviews of early 2000s WCW and the Invasion pay-per-view, pay-per-view, pay-per-view you two have voiced your opinions of Lance Storm and how great he is. Ah, he's great. He's fantastic. This September, I'll be starting at his wrestling school. Oh. So my question to you, friendos, is as wrestling fans, what do you most want to see from, new from a new up-and-coming wrestling star?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Confidence. Abilities on the microphone. The ability to tell a story in the ring. Yeah. that sometimes... Let me ask you something, though. That's the, you know that. That comes with time.
3: It does, but then I remember the Ricochet-Leo Rush match at the PWG show he went oh, to. Oh, yeah. Leo Rush is 23
1: years old. He's a baby. And he and Ricochet told a great story in the ring. That's true. That is true. That is true. Something tells me Leo Rush is like a very rare talent, though. That kid is amazing. He's really I just, good. I, I don't know. That I'll put it this way: that might be an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation. But I think your point, your point is absolutely sound. That to us is the most important aspect of a wrestler: is the ability to tell an effective story in the ring. And so, if you can demonstrate that you're at least trying to do that, then you're on the right path. Yes. Uh, Let's see, there's another first-time question-asker here, James Goodfellow. If you take one storyline from the past that wasn't executed quite properly and redo it with the current WWE roster, what angle would you use and which wrestlers would you use?
3: I don't know if it's necessarily a, a storyline from the past. I just wish they would take more time with stories. Think of
1: Hogan Macho Man. Yeah. That played out over a year, Yeah, two years. yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing that I like about Hogan Macho Man. Not necessarily that it took that, that length of time, although I, I agree with you on that. I think it would be great if they did do that more often. And I I mean I kind of feel like they're in some ways doing that a bit with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Like, they have them interact from time to time, and they always pick up where they left off, and it's not like literally a storyline happening. Yeah. But I like that the Macho Man Hogan thing seemingly had, well, it did, it had a beginning, middle, and end. Yes. You know? And they were all very distinct acts. Yes. And that is is what I, is, is sort of the key thing. I mean, me.
3: it was a much shorter duration, but I mm-hmm. feel like Kendrick Tozawa Mm-hmm. They had a beginning, middle, and end.
1: Yeah, no, I like that a lot. That was and that's good. why it was that a, really good, was a feud. really good feud. I know they need more of that kind of stuff.
3: And I thought we were going to get that from Ares and Neville, but it feels like at this point they don't know what to do next to add to the feud.
1: I, you know, what? I, I will almost guarantee you they underestimated how good Neville was. Could be. I guarantee he is so much money, dude. That could be. He is so much money, and keeping the belt on him, I think, makes all the all the all the sense in the world. Um, let me ask you this. Yes. Cast Hogan Macho Man Elizabeth Mega Powers with People Today.
3: Uh, Rain, Cena, and Nikki Bella. Oh, oh, that's good.
1: That's really good. Man, you, you, you shot for the moon there. <laughs> yep. Good job. Right on. All right. Um,. We'll end the question segment with Cactus Luke, first time Patreon. Thank you Luke very much. K says, Does Bailey need a heel turn at some point? You know, I used to be all in on no, but man, at this point, sure, why not? Sure, do it. I don't think I don't think I don't think it would work.
3: No, I think they'd have a hard hard time getting over a heel Bailey. I think what they just need to do is just not book her so poorly. Yeah not good. Like I said earlier, the way they're booking her doesn't make her relatable. No, it doesn't. She was super relatable in NXT. Yeah.
1: Super relatable. Sort of an annoying peon now. So I think that's the key. Yeah. All right. Are are you ready now? Sure. It's time for kayfabe corner. So if
3: I do really well this week, I have a chance to take the lead because you're only up by one right now. Oh my
1: goodness. Yeah, I know, but this is like a new round.
3: I know, but if I get 12 or something like that, oh my gosh, then I'll be up 11, and then I'll have unless you equal that score more or less, yeah. then I will have taken the lead. Crazy. So I saw what the the, the vote was, was was who the two people were, were up for vote. It was Kurt did Angle. We, did we
1: just do Kurt Angle recently?
3: Oh, I don't remember. Probably. I think I've done Kurt Angle before. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You
1: ready to go? Did Kurt
3: Angle win? Uh, oh yeah, it was pretty close though. Kurt Angle and Corey Graves, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Kurt Angle versus Corey. At the ten dollar Patreon mark, you guys can vote. On the latest, on we, we put up two names, and you guys get to vote on who wins the who we base our K Corner off of. Yes. Are you ready? Sure. All right, here we go. Number one. One. Billy Riley. Fake. Real. Pretty Boy Hutchinson. Fake. Real. Mick Hans. Fake. Real. Kurt Jeffries. Fake. Very good. Matt Bentley. Real. Fake. Me- Matt Benley was real. You got that right. Oh, okay. Melvin Riss. Spell the last name? R-I-S-S. Fake. Fake. Real. Swinger. Real. Very good. Tommy Broadway. Real. Fake. Real. Fake. Sweat. Real. Fake. Jeez. Great Wigan, Fake. Very good. Patty Govan. How you spell the last name? G-O-V-A-N. Real. Very good. Roy Aspel. What number is this? Last. Roy Aspel. Fake. Uh, very good. Six. Wait a second. do no, no, it's fake. It okay. Fake. Six. Okay. Six. So how much for getting 12. All right. Time for two trivia questions. i You might get one of these. You might get one of these. Okay. Number one. One. What was the first event Kurt, Russell, Kurt Angle wrestled at as a pro wrestler?
3: As a pro wrestler?
1: As a pro wrestler.
3: Oh, what was that promotion called? He started out at. Um, so then we debuted. No, it wasn't his debut, sorry. Um, Is it the name of a
1: show? It was an event of some sort. I guess you can call it. I guess there was a name of a show as well.
3: I'll say the NWA 50th anniversary.
1: (laughs) How did you even get that? Just guessed. Are you serious? Yeah. I knew it existed. Man, that is hugely impressive. Seven. Seven for me. How long was Kurt Angle's first WWF contract? Is it six years? Eight. You were close. How did you get NWA 50th anniversary? Because
3: I think when I did Kurt Angle, I went through his
1: oh, okay
3: DB thing, okay. and I just stuck out. All
1: right, that makes sense. So
3: I got seven. I'm up to six. Yeah,
1: that's the problem with doing, like, the same guy. But whatever, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, you tanked on the names. That's okay. Um So you got what? Seven. You got seven? I'm up to six. All right. I had a great opportunity and I blew it. You blew it. I'm going to do gangbuster next week. I hope you do. I'm going to murder it next week. I'm going to go back up by 15. Anyways, that's just not possible. Uh, Mathematically speaking, you're correct. We're going to do a bonus episode for the patrons, so be sure to stick around for that. Yes, please. And uh, for the rest of you, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye.
0: Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
2: com. Mother's Day is just around the corner and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. OSIA is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, OSIA has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets, Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide.